<laughs> the problem is that a lot of people don't have sense. I had been hearing chatter about the first Ugandan movie on Netflix for a number of weeks. Prior to that, maybe a month before that, I happened on a previous short movie by this same filmmaker because I followed Natasha Sinayobe on Instagram and she starred in that one. I think it's called 16 Rounds and it's available on YouTube. And I like Natasha, so I said, oh, let me give this a watch. And I even sent it round to my people and said, this is a Ugandan filmmaker, give it a go, right? So a few weeks later, when his new film launched on Netflix, on the 25th or 26th of December, or thereabouts, a few days ago, I said, I am inside the box. There is no way that my own countryman can break the ceiling and I don't give it a watch. I don't care whether I love it or hate it. At a minimum, I will watch it. So I rallied my people and I said, today, by fire by force, we're watching this movie. So today we're going to talk about the first Ugandan movie to make it onto Netflix, The Girl in the Yellow Jumper by Lukman Ali. I want to spend some time discussing what I loved and what I didn't love so much, as well as some general comments. If you haven't watched it yet, I'm begging you, please go watch it and tell everyone you know, and then come back. To start with, I want to congratulate Lukman Ali. You did the damn thing. You've achieved something which very few Ugandans, if any, have managed, which is to put a quality product on an international platform. So well done to you. I was not embarrassed to watch this movie or even to recommend it. It was an amazing first effort on the international scene and the biggest streaming service. And to the haters, you have no sense. <laughs> You really have no sense. And I want to make it very clear that we don't all have to love or like or even tolerate the girl in the yellow jumper because everyone is free to like or dislike anything for any reason and without explanation. You don't even have to explain yourself, right? Just yesterday, I said that the movie Don't Look Up, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, Meryl Streep and Kate Blanchett was fake. <laughs> I had my reasons, which I think I gave, but it would have been perfectly fine to leave it at that. But that's a big budget movie with the biggest names in the game. They're not nursing delicate dreams that can be crushed at the whim of the masses. Lupan Ali is a Ugandan filmmaker with his first big project. It's not exactly apples and oranges, is it? But I looked at the chatter on Twitter and though the vast majority from, especially my countrymen, and for a lot of this I will be speaking to my fellow Ugandans, though of course everyone is welcome to take part in the conversation. Although, So although most of my countrymen were rightly complimentary and giving constructive criticism, but above all, recognizing the hard work and effort it took Lukman Ali to get this through the door, a small minority have been mouthing off like uneducated mangoes, is all I can say. <laughs> it's one thing to say, oh, I watched it, didn't like this, didn't like that, or even if you say it just wasn't to my taste, right? No one is required to justify themselves for what they liked or don't like about cinema. But you could tell that some people, who should know better by the way, and in fact are part of the boo-boo, that is buy Ugandan, build Ugandan brigade, were just hating, just throwing out blanket statements without rhyme or reason. It pains me to see Ugandans be so negative about such an amazing achievement. 
but anyway i decided to even put a positive spin on it and hope that in this case any publicity will indeed be good publicity so maybe even these mangoes will help raise awareness <laughs> but above all lukman ali was gracious throughout in all his responses whether it was to positive posts or negative posts absolutely gracious like an absolute babe well done you so the netflix blurb says the girl in the yellow jumper is a ugandan film thriller film produced and directed by lukman ali it follows a man who escapes a hostage situation and returns home with a story to tell it stars rehema namfuka philip luswata michael wabuyo jr michael wabuyo senior gladys oyenbot and morris kiria so what did i love about this movie one of the things i said to one of the people that i watched it with who incidentally fell asleep but no shade to her she loves a nap and it's a running joke that she will always fall asleep given the chance she was tired and maybe didn't enjoy parts of it i had no issue with that it was enough that she wanted to watch it one thing i really appreciated was the attention to detail all, all the little things that would enhance the viewing experience i really appreciated that so let's get into it I thought it had an engaging start. It opens with a new segment which is a common and useful movie making device which filmmakers use for exposition to give background explanations, context, you know, to relay some useful information. So Lukman used it and did it quite well because it covered a number of interesting and relevant elements. It included the well-known device where an expert is brought in to give his opinion on ongoing events, right? Or events that are tangential to the film. And all of it is relevant by the way. There is nothing in the film that is redundant or excess to requirements. Every element of the movie, at least almost every element, relates to the ongoing events and helps to tie pieces together. So an expert played by Philip Luswata is brought in to comment on the spate of killings that has been tied to a serial killer dubbed the cigarette butt killer and that eventually ties into events later on in the film as we shall see so much happens in this opening segment by the way the expert even tells an interesting parable about the frog and the scorpion the point of which is that people will always do what's in their nature which foreshadows events and which i thought was really great I thought the opening shots were very cinematic including a drone shot of the landscape and a car on a deserted road and the accompanying music all set the scene very well. I thought it was appropriate for the overall mood of the movie. The plot of the story is generally quite interesting. It was fresh. It was short and sweet and sort of out of the box. It's not what I was expecting from a Ugandan filmmaker. Take that in whatever way you like. but the plot of the story was genuinely interesting and then a huge part of the movie and in one of the early scenes they have this car ride where the two main characters a cop played by Morris Kiria and a hitchhiker played by Michael Wabuyo Jr they're in this car ride and i thought it was really well shot very steady camera work good close ups and good angles the camera work was generally quite good especially with those car shots i thought it was great I thought the acting was above average. Morris Kiria started off a bit shaky, but I thought he pulled it together by the end. But I think my main praise will go to Michael Wabuyo Jr. and even Senior because he had less screen time, but the time he was on screen, he delivered. So the acting was really quite solid. 
I want to make a general comment about the use of foreshadowing. I'm no expert, obviously. I plan to eventually formally train myself in how to tell good stories, but this thing of foreshadowing is so important because what it does is it builds up a sense of anticipation. It plants a seed. It's almost like a spoiler, but it's not. It prevents you from being jarred by events. So you can look back and say, oh, that's what that was all about. And we shall see examples of this throughout the movie. The yarn that Jim, that's Michael Awuyo Jr.'s character, spins about what happened to him was quite interesting. It was a bit unusual, but interesting enough, let's say. It even includes a weak joke about Duba kicking the bucket, but I liked that, especially on the second time of watching, I enjoyed it. It also included talk about being shot in the kneecap, which again foreshadowed something that would happen later. So again, all this chit-chat, all that chatter wasn't for nothing. At some point, the corpse had said, you know, he said to the hitchhiker, that's a cool bag. I have one just like that. It was right at the start. And again, we find out that literally it was his bag in actual fact. Then there was the locket, which the cop had taken from the cigarette butt killer crime scene. He'd taken it as a memento because he didn't think it was evidence. So initially, they show it hanging from his rearview mirror. But it turns out that it had significance. It belonged to the old man who turned out to be the cigarette butt killer. And it was evidence from the crime scene. And my understanding of the ending was that the serial killer came for the cop because he didn't help him or clear him of the suspicion that he had set the fire that killed his daughter and granddaughter. So he was effectively here for revenge. The movie also gave us two believable twists. The first was that the story that Jim the Hitchhiker span wasn't true at all. It was just a whole long cooked story. And the second was that the old man in the back seat, who well, he had literally taken a back seat throughout most of the events of the movie, was the cigarette butt killer in the end. And I didn't see it coming, but I thought they set it up really well. There were lots of hints and inconsistencies throughout the story that told you that mm, there was something a bit off. And that ties into the twists. There was a good level of attention to detail all throughout, from the cop, that's Morris Curious character, searching the hitchhiker and his bag before letting him into the car. The car door, which didn't work, which is, you know, a, typic- a typical old Ugandan car, right? I also loved the dialogue. There, the long shots of the two main characters, the ones I mentioned in the car, the cop and the hitchhiker, they're just talking to each other, which in terms of storytelling for Ugandan film is kind of new because I think we're still finessing that element of people talking for a long time and maintaining our interest. Now, there were parts of it where the pacing felt a little bit slow, but overall, I enjoyed it, especially towards the end. I think the actors did a decent job and for long periods during that dialogue, my interest was actually maintained. And that's not easy. That's not an easy thing to create good dialogue. Some of the greats, people like Quentin Tarantino, that's what they're known for. They're masters of the craft and people rate them. Dialogue is not easy. It's easy to put bullets, guns, actions, bibazos, dancing, I don't know, those exciting elements. But interesting dialogue not so easy and i like that lukman took the chance part of the dialogue was this saying that was delivered by the cop um, no good deed goes unpunished it was a, it was relevant to the immediate dialogue but it also foreshadowed something i thought it foreshadowed the cop's death 
It also gave some hints about Jim's true character, as well as that of the seemingly harmless old man who ends up killing them all. There were good deeds that went punished, from the cop stopping to help the hitchhiker, even the fact that, you know, it was his day off, but he had come into work to help out, out a colleague, not, not to mention his girlfriend, who ends up dead trying to avenge an innocent young girl. See, every part of the movie and the dialogue was relevant. All these good deeds did not go unpunished by the end of the movie. I liked the storytelling devices that they used. They cut away to a guy who explained certain elements of the plot, like the bladder skip rope game, as well as what happens when you get shot in the knee. And I think that was to break up the monotony of the car dialogue. And it could have been jarring, but overall, I think it was well executed. I liked the use of natural elements. They had an owl in there, complete with sounds, a buffalo and a tortoise. Again, the tortoise provides some foreshadowing because the old man gets car sick at some point and when they stop so he can throw up on the roadside, he sees a tortoise on its back stranded, which he rides so it can scut off on its little legs. Eventually, in the ending scene, we see the old man escape his handcuffs and the car crash and make a getaway, kind of like the tortoise. I thought the sound production was very decent. It was easy on the ears and they had good transitions, good theme music throughout that was authentic, original and Ugandan. The sound effects were, I thought, of really decent quality. The one that stood out to me was the one, the scene where the hitchhiker's finger is chopped off and they mute the sound, you know, the screaming, not not of those things of people shouting in your ear. Anyway, I thought the sound was great overall. Plus the chopped finger looked very realistic. (laughs) Then there was some good representation. There was a little person, you know, the man who carried the fish to the car. We tend to call them dwarfs or midgets, but apparently those are actually derogatory terms and the word they prefer is, they prefer to be called little people. So I thought that was good. Then there was a lot of realism. For example, when the cop takes the hitchhiker into his home, he says to him, by the way, we don't flash number ones in this house, which again, you might find in many Ugandan homes where, you know, water is expensive, water bills are high, whatever. So water is rationed. And then the ending credits, I thought, were quite cinematic. And I thought the music was very appropriate. So all those are the reasons I really enjoyed this movie and why I rate it. And I'm not at all embarrassed that it's the first Ugandan film on Netflix. I think Lukman Ali did a very solid job and kudos to him. Now, a bit of criticism is that I didn't understand why it was called The Girl in the Yellow Jumper. Because it wasn't so much her story, right? So I'm curious as to why he chose to call it that. Initially, I said the pacing was a bit slow. But honestly, if you're paying attention and listening closely to the dialogue, actually it isn't. Because everything is is important, as I've already said. Then, on my first time of watching, there seemed to be some inconsistencies and continuity errors. Because... The hitchhiker told a story of having his finger cut off, right? But in a subsequent scene, when he's shooting the girl in the yellow jumper, he clearly has all his fingers intact. But eventually that was explained because, you know, he had lied about his whole story. But I never quite understand why his hand was bleeding and how he managed to wrestle the gun from the girls. Because in the story that Jim tells, he claimed that he'd been buried, but even that wasn't, it wasn't clear how he might have escaped being buried, right? So... There was a bit of a black hole in how all of that happened. 
then Jim's backstory about being a pedophile and a rapist was a bit out there, but it wasn't terrible, though I did find it a bit jarring. Then I found it strange that the hitchhiker was keen to remain with the cop because eventually the cop receives an urgent call and has to leave Jim, right, the hitchhiker, but the latter doesn't seem keen to leave, which is strange because if I was guilty of a number of crimes, I would be keen to get away from the cop and as far away from a police station as fast as possible. But that wasn't Jim the pedo, rapist and murderer. He didn't move fast enough for me. And then the cop didn't recognize his girlfriend's jumper combined with the bag that's very similar to his. And he didn't put two and two together once his girlfriend's sister explained what had happened to them while they were arguing at the house. I thought he was a bit slow on the uptake. I would have been thinking, ah, but I just picked up a guy who told me a story about being kidnapped and about kidnappings and all that. I would have tried to connect the dots. But again, even in that scene, the soundtrack was good. The camera work with the two doors between them where the, where the cop was trying to break into the bathroom, I thought was excellent. The ending initially wasn't clear to me, but at the second time of watching, I did figure out that the old man was the cigarette butt killer and he'd come forward as a, an alleged witness as a ruse in order to kill this cop that didn't help him out of his initial bind i hope i'm right with that one tell me if i'm not so it was a solid solid movie i would give it like a seven out of ten if not higher well done to lukeman ali and the team as always, thanks for listening. Give us a like and subscribe to the channel if you enjoyed this episode. And follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at a Ugandan babe or Eskentaro to continue the conversation. I hope you'll be back for the next one. Goodbye for now.